something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Green. I'm a psychic medium and a spiritual intuitive. My intention for our time together is to astound you with your innate abilities and help you live courageously in your divine light. I invite you to get curious and be amazed. Welcome to Soul Sessions. Today, I do a reading for our listener, Jessica, who went through an unthinkable loss when her son passed tragically five years ago. Jessica's son, Hunter, comes through strongly and quickly to give her messages about his passing, the signs he shares with his family, how he lovingly connects with his three siblings, Reese, Finn, and Sloan, And he brings with him other mother figures who are alongside of him on the other side. I hope each of you find comfort and healing of your own from listening to this beautiful session. Let's jump in. One of the things that they're showing me, and this is really sweet, is you are extremely generous in your heart and your time and your soul. You like to show up. You're very service oriented. And you give a tremendous amount. And these last couple of years, two or three years, they're saying you've been in a phase of having to receive, having to receive support, having to receive help. And I know about some of the things that have happened, and we'll cover those in a minute. But in general, a big part of that opportunity or that lesson is, when do I need people to love on me? When do I need support? And can I trust them to support me? Can I let somebody into my messy day? And not just your husband or your deepest, most intimate friends, your coworkers, being able to say, you know what, I need a day. I can't do this today. Can y'all do it? And then trusting them to do it because you're kind of a control freak too. 
These last couple of years have forced you to sometimes be like, I just can't do it. I just can't do it today. Can you do it? And however you do it is great. And there's a freedom to that. Does that does that resonate? I would say over the last five years. And it's like you're becoming more of yourself. And I know you were born very much in charge. You've you've always been one to jump in and take charge. But there's this element of you with all this compassionate heart and soul that you have learning to really be loved on in very gentle, mushy, nurturing ways and knowing that that's like your fate. Like, oh, my gosh, I like the mushy parts of life because you're freaking strong. Like, again, back to that dichotomy, you're strong, you're direct. Directed, but that spontaneity is also this kind of mushy compassion, and it's it's part of your light is your sensitivity and your compassion. Does that resonate? Yes, I would say I'm very sensitive and compassionate, but I do not show emotion. No, or... I know that's what I mean. I can see it in your face right now because you're like, I'm gonna let her in, but I'm gonna let her in a little bit. But I'm like, dude, she's like a freaking teddy bear, and she's loving and nurturing. And if I was over there right now, you would be like, what do you want to eat, Amanda? Like, I've got this. What do you like? You. You would be accommodating the heck out of yeah. me if I were there right now yeah. and making me feel at home in my own skin. So, so much of what you've been incorporating is allowing yourself to let other people like love on and nurture you and almost embrace it. And that's really important. I know, and I'm gonna jump around here because it's coming through and your son is being really impatient with me. I know that you lost a child and as soon as I found that out, he came through immediately. And I shared that with you before this call. And when he came through, he's on the ground and he's playing with um, like dump trucks or Tonka trunks or like trucks. And yeah. I was like, is it a Tonka yeah. truck? Did he have like, I just see dump trucks, Tonka trucks, trucks. He loves trucks. His brother loves trucks. The one who is now, he got all those trucks for Christmas, funny enough. Dump trucks, Tonka trucks, and garbage trucks. That's what his brother got. Well, okay. So my producer, Elizabeth, and I were talking and, you know, she just said, you know, you're connecting with Jessica. Here's a couple of things. She did lose a son. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, he's here and he's playing with trucks. I mean, that was the first. And she said, I said, I'll have to tell her that. (laughs) So wait a minute. What is his name? Which one? The one that passed the one that's Both of them. What are their names? So Hunter passed. Okay. And then Finn and then Finn Hunter. So we gave Hunter's <sighs> middle name to Finn. So Finn Hunter is the son that is now here. Okay. And he'll be three in April. Okay. So the fact that he showed me the trucks, but you all you mm-hmm. gave Finn the trucks. And then of course mm-hmm. so you gave Finn Hunter's name. I know you know this, but I want you to know it on a soul level. It's like this horrific and beautiful divine setup that they are interconnected and that they share each other's energy. And I'm going to say something really strange, but I have to liken it to this because I don't think I've ever seen this in losing a child and then another child coming after. I see it with pets more often. So please know that I'm not minimizing anything by talking about your children and pets. Okay. So with pets, when we lose a pet, I've experienced this and I see this with clients. Like I see my dog, Weesey, who died a handful of years ago in the adopted dog that we got, Abby. Like Abby will do things and it's like, oh my gosh, that's so Weesey. She would do that. And it's almost like their soul comes in in a pet and infuses just to remind us that they're there. We're connected. 
There is an interesting overlap in their souls, in Finn's soul and Hunter's soul. And I don't mean that Hunter's coming in and I'm, you know, I'm not getting that weird and outside the box, but they are very conjoined and connected. And it's almost like those two souls, those two brothers made a pact. And so much of their pact is to take care of you and your husband. Like we're going to take care of them and that we are all very connected on a soul level to learn big lessons. And you and I talked about that just before we came on the call is that I find when we have extremely traumatic or intimate loss, you know, so we didn't come down just to play. We came down to grow and to heal and to learn. And it's not about bad or negative karma. It's just that we said, okay, I'm ready to suit up. I want, I'm going to experience loss, but I'm no, going to know that that loss is not forever. There's, there's a circle of life and a connection. And Hunter is funny because he's laughing and he says, mom, it was just an accident. It was totally an accident. And he says, no, Nothing could have changed that. You couldn't have changed it, and neither could have dad. And you're, and he says, dad's such a rescuer. He just swoops in and rescues, and he couldn't have rescued anything. And your husband, while you have felt all the pain and the highs and the lows and the ups and down, he has really struggled in like mentally reconciling if we could have done this. If I, he's, he's had a hard time with it mentally of replaying the scenario and what he's so logistical, your husband. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, not that, you know, both of you have gone through this, but Hunter's like, gosh, mom, he's like, I'm fine. I know, you know, I'm fine. And I know it's not the same as me being here, but he's like, he's like playing with his trucks and he's watching cartoons. He's doing like three things at once. Just so you know, he was, and I guess you know this, but he was not a child that was like very focused on one thing. It was like the trucks and the cartoon and breakfast. He was like always doing lots of things at once. He's always running around and hop, yes! jumping around. There he's got sure. lots of high energy. And he says, that's what I'm doing over here. He says, he's like, except I'm not just watching cartoons and playing with trucks. He's like, I'm over here helping dad. I'm helping you. I'm helping Finn. My 2024 numerology guidebook is out now. Grab my comprehensive month-over-month numerology breakdown guiding you through the empowered undercurrent of the infinite potential of the energy of the eight. 2024 is an eight universal year. The guidebook breaks down the number codes of each month with a theme, a description, a detailed account of what the number code can clarify, create, provide, harness, clean up and illuminate for you with crystal recommendations, intentions, journal prompts, strategies, blind spots, and so much more. This is stuff I've been doing for years intensively with clients and for myself. I wanted to offer a guidebook for the year, this powerful and empowered year, looking at the universal energy, breaking it down month over month clearly so you can systematically and consistently harness and understand your energy field and how it works in the collective and with the flow of the year. The eight says, get empowered or go home. Get on board or get out of the game. And it's not to create fear, it's to create all of this potential. It's a year where you can really summon your charisma and clear out the gunk. Check out the tools I've created to help expand your consciousness and refocus your point of attraction to live your greatest, happiest, and healthiest life. Get the 2024 Numerology Guidebook today at soulpathology.com. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hunter, he's talking to me. I don't know exactly what happened, but I know that it was abrupt. Is what, I mean, he said it was very fast and it was sudden and he said unavoidable, but like he's pointing to his head and then I can't breathe. I'm having some like, <gasps> like he pointed to his head and then all of a sudden I'm like, I got really choked. Do you mind sharing what happened with him? Sure. He was playing actually with his sister in the garage and I was right in the garage with them and he was playing on some weights in the garage and he fell and the weight fell on him and it actually blew out his lungs. Yeah. I was like right here. I went right to my chest and, and, and he couldn't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't breathe. And he's, I was asking why he was pointing to his head because yeah. it wasn't like I had a headache or there was a gash or anything, but he was pointing to his head and he was like, he's like, the minute that fell on me, he's like, it's almost like I passed out. He, he was like, I black. he goes, I blacked out. He goes, I just immediately, it was like the lights went out. He said it was very confusing 
because he said it happened so quickly. And he says, doesn't he doesn't mean confusing scary. He says, Mom, I was not scared. Mom, I'm really brave. You know that. He's like, Mom, I'm so brave. <laughs> like, obviously, if he was playing with weights in the garage and being fearless, like, he's like, Mom, you know, I'm brave and a daredevil. Yeah. It just, it is what it is. But he goes, Mom, what was so confusing is, he says, I was outside of my body and Everybody was so afraid and scared and panicked. And he said, I didn't know where I fit into that because I kept saying, I'm fine. I'm right here. Like he was mm-hmm. like, he said, he was like, I'm right here. And he said, I, it's almost like his energy was stuck for a short period of time. And he said he was so confused. And I don't know within, and of course, being in that kind of acute trauma, I don't know how much you remember, but he says it took two or three days maybe even a week, he says, for him to fully cross over to the other side. Oh, wow. He went to the hospital. Okay. He was there for, I think, 36 hours before he passed. Okay. He says it's like he felt so displaced. Like he was like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to leave. Wait a minute, I'm supposed to go. Wait a minute, I'm supposed to be there helping them. Wait a minute, they're in so much pain. And then he said he was very, very disoriented and confused about where he was. And he says, and then all of a sudden, and he said, even like, I guess when you all got home, gosh, and that is so, I, I can't imagine even when y'all got home, it's like, I don't know if you thought you saw him out of the corner of his eye, your eye, or you heard him. Do you hear him sometimes? Have you heard his voice? I have heard his voice. Yes. He goes, yes. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's not he goes, a lot recently, yes. but I heard his voice shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. Happened. That's what he just voice. told me. He's like, did you, did she hear my voice? She heard my voice. It was my voice. He was like, I did that. I was, he was like, I was like, Mom. Mom, he did. Mom. He was exactly like, what he, he yelled my name, and I thought yes. it was my daughter home from school. And I was like, Reese, hang on a second. I'll oh be right God. out. Like, stop yelling my name. I'll be right there. And then I walked out, and my parents and were staring at me like, what What are you doing? And I was like, well, where's Reese? I just heard her yelling for me. And they were like, oh, my gosh. She's not here. And I, I just stood there yeah. still. He said, he's like, Mom, it was me. Like, you weren't. You weren't just in a panic, in trauma, making that up. And your parents like, it's okay. Like, this is all really happened and real. He says, you knew what you heard and you heard me. And he said, mom, I had been yelling your name for like two hours. He, cause he was, it was like, mom, mom, I'm right here. Like, cause he said he was so confused and he said, and you heard him. And he says, I just need you to know. And he says, after you heard me. After you acknowledged me, he said, as soon as you acknowledged me, he's like, that's when I was able to recognize I could go into God's arms. Oh, that was then that might have been longer than a week. Okay. That might have been a while after. Okay. Well, then that's what, because he's just showing me that at some point was when he was able to fully be able to accept that, you know, he was in spirit form and and to know that that you all were going to be okay. You were going to be through your, in your pain and your lessons and the, the trauma of everything. And he said, that's when I knew I could fully go. But he says, I had been calling your name for a while. And so he just wanted to validate that you heard him. And he, he's just laughing because he said yeah. it was exhausting because I was like, mom, mom. Like, yeah, he's he like, do that when he was alive too. So that's what, he's, that's what he's showing me. And he's like using his fist and he's like, mom, you know, I mean, like he's really emphatic. He's very like you didn't miss him. You know, you didn't miss him. And he's talking about his sister. How old was she when this happened? He had just turned six. 
Okay. What is her name? Reese. Reese. And he has a little sister he never met in this realm. Oh my gosh. Who's okay. going to be here in February. In February. Okay. He's like, gosh, all these kids. He's and like, then her name is Sloan. <laughs> Sloan. Okay. But he's talking about Reese. What's Reese's birthday? Just the month and the day. December 22nd. Okay. Numbers help me connect with energy because he's talking about her. And I'm like, what is it? What is it? He says she's very strong and she was born very mature. You know how you were born mature? Because you were. I was born pretty mature, too. I've got this. I'm going to figure it out. I don't need any direction. I'd like direction, but I really don't need direction. Kind of, you know, like, I got it. I'm going to do it on my own. I can't believe you're offering me help. I already did that. You and I have that same proclivity. He's talking about Reese that way, and he's he's saying her experience, and, and you're such a hands-on mom, and because of your attention to detail, being able to get her support and for her to be able to talk through her feelings and experiences because she's still even though it's been some time she misses him and has is going to carry him around her whole lifetime and and he says just yeah. tell her I am around and I think she's so smart he says she's mm-hmm. so smart she's way smarter than me he's like <laughs> I, I had a lot he's like I had a lot of guts but she's so smart and he said she told me not to play with the weights like whatever they were doing, she was like, stop, stop, get off of there. And he's like, I'll show you. He says, I wouldn't listen to her. And she was like, stop, don't, you're going to get in trouble. Like she said, she was being kind of bossy. Like, you're going to get in trouble. Don't do that. You know, like, and, and he said, and I didn't listen to her. And, and he said, and in her spirit and in her soul, she remembers that, like that she was like saying to him, don't do that. And so even she couldn't have, he says she couldn't have prevented it. He said, I was going to do what I was going to do. Yeah, he was. And I have to tell you what he just said. He's kind of, he's really funny. And this is like so absurd, but he's like, just tell her what I said. And I'm like, okay. He says, mom, if I wouldn't have died with those weights, he's like, I'd have died on a four-wheeler. He's like, I'd I'd have gotten you to get me a four-wheeler or a dirt bike. And he says, I'd have been doing jumps and I'd have been doing cool things and I'd have died doing what I love. I mean, he (sighs) is so, he just is telling you, he's like, mom, I was a daredevil and I wasn't intended to be here long. And he said, that's not easy, but he says he knows that you know it, and he's right there. Do you have any questions for him? He's such a um, he's such a dynamo. Like <laughs> he's a dynamo. I mean, is he interacting with his siblings, like the younger ones, and sometimes Reese? Reese for sure. Yeah, and he says Reese she for saw sure. I'm in a dream the other night, and then she wakes up, but then she's upset because he's not really here. So that's tough. But um, yeah, he interacts with her quite a bit and they're very connected. And he, he says, mom, you know, I show up in her dreams and he says, do this for me. He says, and, and because you'll do homework, you can do this. And I think you'll get, I think you'll get a lot out of this. Not just Reese will, Reese will, but you will as well is like, do a dream journal with her and like talk, like, did you dream anything last night, Reese? Was your brother in your dream? What'd you dream about? And it'll help her because that is her intuitive connection, her dreams. And hello, you know, you have that connection too, to connect through your dreams. But if you say, Hey, what'd you dream about last night? Do you remember? And, you know, let her talk through her stories because it will tell you what she's going through emotionally. So you know how to better parent and respond to her emotionally because that will give you clues. Like if it's a dream where she's stressed out or she's struggling or a dream where 
It's about fun and excitement. It'll just give you clues as to things that she's wanting to experience or things that she's working through. But also, it will be a gateway to communicating with him. And yes, he shows up with her quite a bit, her dreams. That makes sense. And he says, and I also, he's like, sometimes I go to school with her. He's like, I go to school. And guess what? He's like, I don't have to do the homework. She's going to do the homework. I don't have to do the homework. He's like, but I go to school with her so I can go on the playground. You know? He's like... Yeah. He's like, so I can go on the playground. He's like, he's like, I'm not really interested in the school part, just the playground, you know? And um, he says, but he goes with her to school and um, just tell her, work with her with her dreams and embrace it. Like, tell me what, what did he tell you? Wow. You have Mm -hmm. this gift to communicate with him. But also when she thinks about him or he comes up, you know, encourage her to tell you or to tell your husband, you know, to just talk about it. She loves talking. Yeah, she's a medium. She has a lot of mediumship qualities. She really does. And and he's laughing and he's like, see, my death isn't in vain. We're giving her her gifts of mediumship. Yeah. Like he's really like he's so funny. He's very like proud of himself. Like yeah. even used though. To see him. Yes. I don't know if she still does, but she used to see him. I'm not surprised. She has the gift of mediumship and she chose you as her mother, first of all, because you're very resilient and strong in ways that you shouldn't have to be right um, in ways that you wish on no. Nobody, correct? Mm-hmm. But but also because you're inquisitive. You will ask her questions. You'll say, okay, well, tell me more about that. Okay, well, what did you see? Well, what did he tell you? Because you'll get curious and you'll give her the space. Let her explore that because her mediumship and her gift to connect healthfully with the spirit world, a lot of that will be you helping foster that in a healthy way. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, tell Hunter to... Uh, Help Reese on the soccer field, please, because she is just not aggressive enough. I need him to, like, embody her for a moment. Well, she's very calculated. Like, she's just, like, she's so calculated. Um, And it's really funny because he's like, he's like, listen, I can only help so much, Mom. He's like, I can only help so much. He's like, because she's not going to take any instruction from me. She's going to do what she wants to do. He's like, maybe she's just not going to be a great soccer player, Mom. Maybe it's not soccer. Like, he's like, he's like, no, I would have been really good at soccer. He's like, I would have been great at soccer. He would have. Yeah, he he's like, he goes, I would have been great at soccer. He's like, nah, Reese. No. He's like, she'll do fine. He's like, she's going to do fine, but she's not going to win big trophies. Like, okay. I, he's like, I would have won big trophies. Like, no, he would have. He would have been amazing. He was already showing that. It's so funny. Like, I think maybe my other two little ones are going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Finn, 100%. Like, he will yeah. be competitive. Yeah. Like, it's all yeah. over. Yeah. His energy. Well, that's field. all. That's Hunter again. So it's fine. Yeah, it is. It's the same thing. So you just get to like relive and live it through different eyes. It's almost like a weird deja vu, but not. Yeah. At times, yes. And then there's times. And then there's times when it's not. Because nine and a half now, like almost 10. I can't even imagine like where we would be. And yeah. And as far as Finn goes, what's Finn's birthday? April 5th. Okay. He he definitely has some attributes of Hunter. <laughs> Even though they share the same name and he now has his trucks, he definitely has kind of that big, bold personality that's like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm here to have fun. I'm here. I'm here to be a little bit of a daredevil. And Hunter just said this, but your soul all just also just said this, is he's going to be fine. Your children are going to be fine. 
You don't have to be afraid and looking over your shoulder. You have been through the ringer. You don't have to feel like another shoe is going to drop or you have to be hyper vigilant or sensitive. And you're just in a space right now, and rightly so, where you're feeling like you're beginning to relax a little again, you know, and not that you haven't relaxed and done your healing work, but where you're kind of like, okay, like today was a good day. Oh, this was a good week. This was a fun vacation. You know, some of the guilt and the sadness that'll just creep in unexpectedly, it's getting fewer and farther between. And Hunter says, hey, mom, I'm always here if you call on me and I'll show up. And he says, you know, with Finn, Oh, my gosh. And Finn's name, like, very much suits him, too. Like, there's a – is his real name Phineas? No. It's Finn. It's you Finn. call him Phineas all the time, do. Okay, because he – it's funny because <laughs> as soon as I connected with his soul, they were like, well, Phineas. So it's like he may want we to be Phineas called – Phineas Maximus. We say all these goofy names for Phineas, him. Yes, well. like all the nicknames and the things yeah. like that. I love it. Well, he likes that because he's kind of a ham. He's a total character. Yeah. And he, he, he has is. he's funny and he has a bold personality. And Hunter says, I'm his big brother. Like, I'm here. I'm looking over his back. And he is – he's going to have a great life. Is he still a little kid? when he talks to you or is he getting older like I don't know no, how he works. is he's still yeah he's still like when he shows himself to me he's like looks to be four or five yeah he passed like, it four and a half okay so. yeah I mean like that's kind exactly. of like that's like the age he shows himself to me but then also at the same time because that's how he's expressing himself uh-huh. at the same time his energy is not young he's an older soul yeah. right mm-hmm. he's an older, older so it's like He's expressing himself to me through human characteristics mm-hmm. and traits, but it's like, oh, no, like I've been around the block. I know what I'm doing, you know, yeah. and I'm doing he's like, I'm doing radical things here by like jumping into my brother's body. And all yeah, I things. feel like I've been told that he's kind of one of those old, yeah. old, old ones who's. Yeah, he's coming back yeah. in, like he's. Like all of this was like to set the stage so he could, you know, really expand consciousness in ways and help evolve humanity. I mean, it's a much bigger, I mean, and to say this, I I can see these things and I can understand it, but he's like, he really is saying, I came here with a big purpose and I have parents who we all decided this, like this is that we decided because, and also because look how like, Look how incredible is for as painful as it's been and nobody can, you know, like minimize your story in any way. Look mm-hmm. how strong you are and look how you are like we're having other children and these are, you know, yeah. and like and we're going to love them and we're going to talk about him and remember him and we're going to keep living like you all decided that beforehand, you know, mm-hmm. that this this was, you know, a big part of your story, but not going to define yeah. Yeah. everything. And one of the things that your soul is showing me, especially in kind of the here and now and this year, this is a time of fun and happiness. Like literally this year is it's like, when am I happy? When do I feel free? When do I get to just wear my mom hat? When do I get to be a wife and we go grab dinner and go on a date night? When do I hang out with my girlfriends? When am I throwing myself into work and I'm blowing and going and enjoying it? And when do I have me time? And you're a good compartmentalizer. And so when they're showing me this, they're showing me all these different buckets mm-hmm. of your life. And then a daughter, obviously, you're close with your parents. But they're saying, you know, this is a year of when are you having having fun? When are you enjoying yourself and things that really are stressful or create emotional distress, being able to say, you know what, 
I need to get that off my plate. Or you know what? I don't have to go there. Or I can ask somebody else to do this for me. It's not worth the stress. It's just not worth it. Life's not worth it. Life's Mm -hmm. too short. And you, of all people, know that. It's like that's probably one of your greatest opportunities in this lifetime is noticing when you get too focused, too stressed, to feeling like intense and serious, because you can be intense and serious like me. We just are. We're kind of hardwired that way, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's like, it's kind of like that adage, Amanda, quit taking yourself so seriously. It's the same thing for you, Jessica. It's like, Jessica, quit taking yourself so seriously, you know? And it's like, and we forget that. But the moment I just kind of lighten up on myself, Mm -hmm. then I'm more fun. And this year is about fun. And it's about friendships, too. It's about enjoying your friends, going and spending time with friends, enjoying them, and also just embracing exciting new adventures. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. 
Okay, what do you what do you have questions about that we haven't talked about? Anything you want to know? Is Hunter up there with anybody? A grandmother. So hold on, I can tell you which one it is probably. I guess it's your mother's mother. Your grandmother. My grandmother. Your grandmother. Yes. Okay. Is it my dad's mom or my mom's mom? Your mom's mom. Oh, okay. What is her name? Ruth. Ruth. Yeah, it's Ruth. Okay, because I know my dad's mom, it would be Anne. Okay. And then my husband's mom passed away pretty recently, so I didn't know if okay. maybe she was Hold hanging on. with her at all. He's all these women. He's like, I know. He's like, gosh, I just thought I got out from under, you know, the oversight of women. He's <laughs> like, but I got all these moms over here, you know, all these fe- this female energy. And, of yeah. course, they're all there. But it's funny because Ruth, she's the one that's coming through the strongest, interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. Did she live in Texas? Mm-mm. Where did she live? My husband's mom, who okay. just passed away, lived in Texas. Where did Ruth live? New Jersey. Okay. Hold on. I'm like, let me separate their energies out for a minute. Your husband's mom, did she have cancer? No. Uh-uh. Dementia? Dementia. Okay. Who, which one of them had cancer? One of them has cancer. Either one of your two grandmothers, did one of them have cancer? I think my grandmother Ruth did. I think okay. that's the one maybe who had cancer at the end. She's coming through the strongest and like, okay. but they're, all of their wires are getting crossed. So I'm like, y'all one at a time, <laughs> one at a time. I'm like, okay, Ruth, first things first, first with Ruth. Ruth is showing me she's, she is with Hunter, but one of the things she wants to say to you is she says, she was not very like lovey dovey. Like she was not a lovey dovey. Like when I, th- you know, if you think of an archetype of a grandmother, you know, it's like mm-hmm. fresh cookies or whatever in the kitchen, certain things. And she's not showing me those things. She's like, I was more like tough love. And she says, you're so tough. She says, you have parts of me in you, but you're so compassionate as well. And she says, you are, she's like, you're made of my stock, which is like, I'm going to survive. I'm going to figure this out. We're going to get this done. There's no nonsense. And she says, she says that part of you that is so compassionate and loving and has opened up, she says, it is bringing me so much joy. Mm -hmm. She says, because she says, I was not able to always loosen up. And she said, I wasn't as happy, joyful and playful. You know how they were saying one of your biggest opportunities this year is happiness, joy and play. And that's why she swept in the first to talk about being over there is she says, I am here for your happiness. I'm here for your playfulness. She says, cause I kind of missed the boat on that in this lifetime. And she said, I, I did, I missed the boat on it. I just was way too serious. And she said, it's like, life is too short for that. Does this make sense from her? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 And I mean, she's just a strong woman, like, and you have so much of her strength and resilience, but she says, it is like, it is, this is a time of your life where it's like, if it's not fun, if it's not joyful, if it's not enjoyable, don't do it. And she says, really kind of, you know, put your stake in the ground. If it's not enjoyable, if it's going to be exhausting or dramatic or stressful, then how do we say no? Or how do we eliminate this from our lives? And then as far as your husband's mother goes, what did you tell me her name was? Pam. Pam. (laughs) She's trying to put herself together, like her jewelry 
and her makeup. Like she's yeah. very particular about how she like she's like, I just please tell her I look beautiful. Like my makeup is done, <laughs> my jewelry, like I look beautiful. And she said it like it was driving me crazy that I could not physically fix myself at the end. And she says, I know it was taken care of, but she says not to my standard. And she says it with like, she's laughing about that because she was like really mm-hmm. particular about her hair, her makeup, her jewelry, her clothes, like mm-hmm. very particular. And she's making me laugh a little bit because my mom was that way. And so it was like one of the things I learned from that, you know, is if I look beautiful on the outside, then everything's fine inside. And we don't. That's not true. That is what she tried to do at the end. Yes, and that's what she's showing me. But at the end, it was like I was going to go out looking good. And my mom was that way. My mom died this last year, and it was the same thing. And they're both, like my mom is over there, like they're both laughing because they're like, but we sure looked good. We sure looked good. And, And she says, especially for your husband, you know, and she says to tell him, And she also is extending this to you. She says, a big reason for this is because of you. Thank you for taking care of me. He took care of her and he would have. But he says, the reason I was really attended to and taken care of so well is because of you, Jessica. I mean, I didn't do a ton. Her husband did a lot of it. But we tried to make her as happy as possible by having her over and holidays and all that kind of stuff as often as possible. But she wants you to know that. If you wouldn't have made it, facilitated it, or insisted on it with mm-hmm. your, it's not that your husband wouldn't have, but he needed you behind him, facilitating, insisting. And she says, Thank you for that. Because mm-hmm. left to his own devices, he wouldn't have been your, your husband as organized and insistent upon that stuff. And so she says, You did more than you know, you did more than you realize. And she says, she's fine. And she's very clear of mind. Like, you know, on the other side, and once, you know, all of that lifts, she's like, gosh, she's like, it's terrible to be trapped in your body. Also, she says, the big thing with dementia for her, because she's like rolling her eyes, she says, well, not having control over like your dignity and your body bodily functions. She says, that was just terrible. Like, she's like very, very particular about things. Yeah, she died kind of tragically at the very end there. She still was able to do do her yeah. makeup it was yeah. not the style that I, she would not have loved it. she yes and she knows that and she's like it was pretty horrible she says just the fact like and she's making a joke out of it because she's like gosh i was doing my makeup but it wasn't very good but like at least i could still do it you know it's like she was determined like it was like like an ocd thing like no i have mm-hmm. to get my makeup on because it gave her a semblance of control and also her dignity and that's what she's mm-hmm. saying but she says she's fine on the other side. And as far as your husband goes, she says, I, I just want you all to know I am here and there's so much love and support on the other side. And you all have experienced such loss that, you know, it. it's a time of you all really not being afraid that loss is just some inevitable part of your story. And I think you're both in that place right now where you're like, yeah. okay, we're okay. Always the fear it could happen again. Yes, of course. And there and and you know, it's funny because your mother in law and your grandmother 
the one that's coming through, Ruth, both of them are saying, we got you. We got you. It's not that you, you know, you won't have blips or little things happen or setbacks. And of course, we we will and do lose people, but you don't have to be so much in that fear or an extreme vigilance because you've moved out of that stage and also your story. And I know you know this and figuring out your voice and how to use it. Remember how I said this year is about your voice mm-hmm. is how you support other people in trauma and loss because you do have such a resiliency and an experience of walking through this in a messy way, in a beautiful way, in a real way, and then also making new life. Like a lot of families are afraid to do that. And you you know, you were like, no, we're not going to live without hope. We're not going to close ourselves off to more children because we lost. You'd be surprised at how many how many people just shut down. So finding yeah. places where you can be a mentor, a guide, a teacher, a leader, an advocate, a safe space for people, your wisdom goes a long way. And I know that you know deep down, you know, gosh, there is meaning in all this mess. And there is. And you're finding that more and more. But he's around and he sends you signs all the time. Yeah, I'm always looking for them. I think sometimes I miss a lot of them, probably. Well, it's yes, because well, at least he's not over there like ah, stomping, I know, like, screaming at me again. Screaming at you. He's like, I'm not as good at that anymore because he's like, my spirit is just like their spirit sometimes gets a little bit farther away because they're doing other things. But he's yeah. like, the minute you call on me, I'm around. And he says, he's like, I come through music, like whether like there's a cartoon on in the like on the TV, like if Finn is watching a cartoon and it reminds you of something or you hear something or you hear a boy voice on the television that sounds like his, like a commercial or a TV show, you're very clear audience. Like you hear audibly. And I tell you what, like that is a a very powerful gift because clear audience can certainly be like voices in our head, right? Which can Mm -hmm. be sound a little schizo, but -hmm. but it can happen. Like we can hear audible voices, but you like through your ears. So no, your biggest intuition is through your ears. So Mm -hmm. sounds. And when it comes to self-care and intuitive development, I'm always suggesting that people, you know, go outside, go for a walk and listen to the birds, you know, look at the trees, like the leaves moving, just get away from devices for a few minutes Mm -hmm. and like attune yourself. And this doesn't have to be a 10 minute walk. You can be outside five minutes and just hear the rustle of the leaves or listen or, you know, that if y'all are at the beach, like listening to the waves or listening to animals outside any kind of thing that helps you attune the frequencies of the earth and natural surroundings with, you know, your audible capacity, that will enhance your intuitive ability because you hear things audibly. So you can overhear someone say something and you're like, gosh, I was just thinking about that. You know, it can be a perfect stranger in the grocery store and you're like, I can't Mm -hmm. believe that person was talking about that. Or a song on the radio or something on a commercial. Or, and then you have a conversation with somebody. So your stuff is so audible. So he says, Mom, I'll get your attention through things you hear, you okay. know, more That's than it. seeing me or, you know, having a sentimental moment or just feeling that he's there, which you can do those things too. But he's like, no, I'll catch you through something you hear and you do a double take. He's like, That's me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything for so, his littlest sister, the newest? So what's what's her name? Sloan. Sloan. 
And her she's a Valentine's baby. Her birthday's on Valentine's Day. Okay. I feel like I know Sloan though from another life and I can't figure out why I feel connected to her already. And I didn't know if any Hunter had anything to do with it or if it was like No, I don't know. I will tell you this with her, your souls are very connected. Okay. You know, like it's not about Hunter. It's not really, I mean, you know, obviously he's connected with her because our souls are connected, but she's like in your, like you all have been like partners in crime together, sisters together, like, like you all have escaped things together. You've done like, you all have been very, very connected. Mm -hmm. Weird. Yes. Bond I have with her. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's very different. Ooh, she's going to be very smart. (laughs) I know she's like not even a year, so it's hard to sometimes (laughs) gauge that. But she's extremely intelligent, super introspective. You will be like, I can't read your mind. You know, she's going to be your child where you have to like sometimes pull information. What do you want to go do? Well, what do you need? You can just tell me that's what you're needing because she's going to be like, she's just going to be extremely contemplative and wanting to figure it out herself. And know this, she's going to be very innovative. And because you are such an attentive parent, you notice things, you're detail oriented, you're also very compassionate and sensitive. So you're intuitive, yet you're you're so thoughtful and practical. She chose you as her mother to hold space for her talents and the development of her talents because she's very outside the box. She will have, you know, high level intuitive abilities and she also will need different kinds of learning pathways. And she is also your child that like She's going to learn two or three languages at a very early age. Like, and they, yes, she just like, literally I tapped in and they were like, just tell, because again, back to you doing homework, like literally exposing her to like Spanish and French and whatever you want to do at an early age, she will absorb and speak two, three, four languages at a very Mm -hmm. early age. Like she's going to just absorb information like a sponge over the next few years. And what's funny is they're like, and mathematics and like certain, you know, putting puzzles together, things that require like dexterity and mental agility. She's just going to absorb things very rapidly. Okay. So like, she's just a really bright character. Yes. So it's like just nurture introduce that. her to nurture that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because she'll learn very fast and you're going to have to come up with creative ways for her to learn and not be freaking bored. You know, she's she's <laughs> will also gradu- gravitate towards older kids, people, you, adults, okay. you know, yeah. like she'll kind of get bored with people her age. And I'm, I'm saying that this is all very premature. No, 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 she's like, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, But I mean, I can see a lot of her personality and it's like she's, you know, she's very much her own person and and but she's going to learn at a very rapid pace and assimilate knowledge and need things that are always challenging her. Yeah. And she's very healthy. They just said, like, you you know, like she's healthy and like all is well. Like, I'm so glad you have. You know, these three amazing children here and Hunter on the other side, you know, for as difficult as that is, 
he says, mom, I'm so happy. He says, I'm able to connect with them and I'm able to be here. But he's like, gosh, my mom is so strong. My mom is so strong. And I said, well, I know she's strong. But he's also saying, please just be happy. Like I like when you're happy, it brings me happiness and it lights up the world. Okay, well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I figured I didn't know if there's anything he wanted to share with me because funny enough, I yeah. have, I've seen mediums like a long time ago. The last one was before Finn was born. Uh-huh. And they said something similar about their souls being close or Hunter kind of coming back and Finn a bit in a bizarre way. And yes! they, said they don't really ever say that, but that he was doing it and it was bizarre, but like embrace it. It's okay. Okay. Well, that's what came through for me. And I was like, the best way I know to like this is, and I was like, please don't take offense to me comparing your kids yeah, to no, dogs. They, they <laughs> said that before he was born, like his soul's coming back. And we were like, what? And they said that they've never told people that. So we didn't yeah. really. So it was interesting that you said that right away. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. I've seen it happen a little bit before, but I, I will tell you this. Time and energy is speeding up and changing, you know, and there's so much beyond our consciousness. Yeah. He's like a consciousness breaker to me. You know, he's he's breaking the trick, like breaking the laws, breaking time and space continuum. And he's like, I do. He's like, I'm there. I'm in. He's like, this is he says, Mom, you're going to be blown away when it's time for you to be on the other side, because this is all this big divine setup. And he's like, I'm real. And he's like, I'm really important. Like, he's yeah. like I'm this. He's like, this mission was really important. Like. He, he's like, it's not in vain, mom. I promise you. I'm doing magic. Like, I'm doing magic over here. I'm doing magic tricks. I pop in. So when Finn, you know, has mannerisms like Hunter and like you giving him those dump trucks, giving mm -hmm. him his trucks, and he says something funny or he does something really bizarre, like turns him over a certain way or is talking to them a certain way and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, that sort of stuff will happen yeah. and just be like, wow, both of their souls are here. Wow, yeah. this is kind of my blowing yeah i could see that yeah i said the other day i said hey listen hunt if you need to talk to me you know let me know send me a sign i don't know and then your producer texted me within yeah. like three days and it was the most That's bizarre so thing in the entire world because i was like what what yeah. Oh, yes. The answer is just yes. Is yes. I love that. And I love that it got the, to connect us. I figured there was something that like he wanted to tell yes. me or he wanted to check in or I don't know because I told him to do that. Well, he and will. Here we and here we are like organically <laughs> together. And, yeah. you know, like it, what's so amazing is when we ask for signs and we're open to receiving them, mm -hmm. they just come, you know, out of the blue. Yeah. And it's and that's when we were talking about you being happy and having fun. You're a seeker and a searcher and you're open. And this is for as painful as it is, the traumatic stuff opens us up more to seeking, searching. Yeah. No, our yeah. psychic yeah. abilities, like we don't have a choice. I've been through my my fair share of it, you know, in different different pathways, but it's like my my gifts are strong because of some of the pain and trauma. Yeah. So there is meaning in it. And I, I love how we got to divinely be connected and this was Hunter's way of of answering you. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. He answered big time on this one. Thank you to Jessica for sharing her experience with us today. I am happy I was able to connect with Hunter's dynamo spirit and share these messages with you. I hope you are comforted with the amazing love and support surrounding you on the other side. We are not alone. We can all get through hard things. We have each other and we have a choir of people to help us. All we need to do is ask and look for the signs. 
Be well, everyone. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.